Chapter 10 The Clouded Vision Out of nowhere, the shrill's cry as a lynxness pierced through Valen's ears. While liquid splattered on his face, releasing a distinct metallic odour, and a loud toad indicated something heavy hitting the ground. Valen's body trembling uncontrollably. Valen cautiously opened one eye, dreading the sight of the lynxness waiting to strike as soon as he exposed himself. Instead, he saw a man with neat cropped brown hair and captivating blue eyes. However, one of the blue eyes had a faint greyish hue, as if a thin cloud obscured the pupil. Vanis was met with a motionless stare from the man, who clenched a sword in his hand. The blade was smeared with dripping blood, and it emitted a palpable heat. Just then, a jarring squawk pierced the air, followed by a swirling noise that made the man instinctively turn away from Vanis. His grip on his sword tightened, and his sword gradually illuminated in a vivid red hue, growing increasingly heated. As Vanis pinked behind, he saw it was Elentra who stood in front of the man and stared at him with wide eyes and opened mouth and shifted her gaze to Vanlis and then back to the man again. She gave a big gulp and clicked her fingers and then she turned back into the crow and flew away, leaving Vanlis alone with the stranger. As Alentra disappeared from sight, the man slowly lowered his head, loosened the grip of his sword as the sword cooled down, seeing its red light fade. Vanlis' legs trembled as he fought to rise, his hand instinctively pressing against the searing pain on his side where the linseness had clawed him, while the other hand strained to lift his sword. The man's gaze remained fixed on the floor until he slowly lifted his eyes to meet Valnus. As their eyes locked, he tilted his head to the left, revealing his mismatched blue and hazy blue eyes. With a small smirk, he assessed Valnus from head to toe. The man spoke in a soft tone, his words carrying a hint of curiosity. By the looks you on from around here. Straightening himself up, Valnus was lost for words, his head shaking in a mix of confusion and disbelief. With precision, the man slid his sword back into his sheet, fastening it securely to his side. As the man spoke, his tone grew more curious. And he inquired, Are you from Ott then? Valis nodded in agreement. His eyes locked firmly on the man. With a wistful smile, the man responded, Well, I guess that's something we have in common. Ott was my hometown once. Valis' eyes darted to the left for a moment, his brow foreign in disbelief before they suddenly sparkled in understanding in a hushed tone Valis asked are you Val? the man nodded with a smirk no way Valis squeaked in disbelief Valis quickly covered his mouth embarrassed by the high pitched squeal that escaped his face flushed with embarrassment but he quickly regained his composure and took a deep breath before speaking so why are you here Valence asked, his voice filled with curiosity. Have you been searching for me? I am here, Val said, 
shaking his head, because I was in the vicinity when I caught sight of the linslets gliding through the air. It appeared to be in pursuit of prey, so I decided to track its movements. Vanna's gaze shifted from the ground to Val. Taking in the intricate detail of his brown light armour, black and mashing black pants and shoes. Vanis then spoke, his voice filled with gratitude. I am so thankful that you found me. Val responded, no need for thanks. But we must hurry before another dangerous creature like the Linslets discovers us. I'm unsure if it was a mere chance that it spotted you or if you were being hunted. As Val turned away from Vanis, a piercing whistle escaped his lips. The wind caressed their faces while the jarring noise grew louder in the distance. In an instant, Val's fateful chestnut steed galloped towards them, halting abruptly before them. Where are we going? Valis asked, puzzled. I was told to come here. Activate the map of his gauntlet, Valis swiftly located the marker suggested by Sanitas. He pointed to it. Val looked at Valis with a puzzled expression and asked, how did you acquire that cutting-edge gadget? Last I remember, what was in technology advanced? And who instructed you to go there? Vanis responded, Sanitas gave me this gadget and instructed me to go there. In terms of technology, we have made significant progress in recent years. For example, we now have smartphones that allow us to browse the internet and find anything we need. We can capture videos using a small device. Additionally, there are individuals who are actively working on developing self-driving cars. Smoking with a trig, Val asked. Ah, I see. What has changed since I was last there? When were you last there? Valis interrupted, his tone filled with curiosity. As Val looked down at the ground, his tone took a softer tone. I think it has been many years. I cannot say for sure. Vanis asked, Why? Val returned his gaze to Vanis, a small plane on his lips. It's different to comprehend the passage of time in this world compared to art. He began, But I'll explain later. For now, we should head to the place where I feel more safer then Sanitas' suggestion. Let's go. Val mounted his horse and gave a helping hand to Vanis, and together they ventured into the foreboding forest. While making their way through the forest on horseback, Val decided to pause and observe their surroundings. The gentle rustling of leaves and the metallic chirping of crickets provided a peaceful ambience. With a swift dismount from his horse, Val immediately set about building a fire. Vanna's eyes fixed on him, absorbing the process with a watchful gaze. As they sat next to the crackling fire, Vanna's and Val enjoyed the comforting heat while Val passed him some food from the saddlebag. They sat in silence, their focus solely on consuming the food until Vanna's finally broke the silence. You know, he said, when I read your letters, I couldn't help but feel like it could have been me from a different life. After all, we are just in a game. 
Val scoffed, his eyes narrowing, as he answered, Yes. Despite the fact we entered this place through a game, it's a completely different world. So it's crucial you shift your mindset and understand you're no longer playing a game. Otherwise, you won't be able to survive for long. With a shaking voice, Vanlis apologised and said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend. Vanlis' voice trailed off. He took a brief pause before resuming. Your letter saved me at least on one occasion. If I hadn't found your letter in the safe room, I might not have been as cautious and stay hidden. Who knows what I would have encountered, so thank you. As Val spoke, he nodded and said, No need for thanks. I wrote those letters with that intention of giving those who come from our home a better chance to survive. I'm pleased to see that they have achieved exactly that. With a touch of his pocket, Vanis could feel a crinkled paper and his heart racing in anticipation. He quickly pulled out the first letter he found. I don't have any use for it anymore, so you can have it, Vanis said, as he passed it to Val. Marius rushed back to Val. He looked at it, taking him back to the day he wrote it years ago when life was easier and more fulfilling. Val rolled up the parchment and passed it to Vanis, instructing him, keep it, and when you reach the safe room, leave it there, so someone else can be saved by my advice. Now, I think it's time for us to rest. Vanis gave a nod of agreement, before they both retired for the night. So that's the end of the chapter. Before I go and explain the chapter, I do want to say that my novel called The Swords and Forgotten Marys is finally out in audiobook and I'm absolutely delighted that it's out now. I have to say I'm very excited and I'm also very nervous about this audiobook being published because even though I'm very confident my book is a very good story, um, I have yet to find someone to give a negative comment even though not many people have commented. But what does make me very nervous about this audiobook is people giving negative reviews because of my voice acting skills. Because it's very true. I'm not a voice actor. My voice acting skills do need a bit of work. Like I do need to give characters different voices. And my pacing needs to be better. I try to be more consistent in my tone. Because for some reason. Within a two seconds. My tone of voice can completely change. And I don't know why. So yes. I'm expecting a good few negative comments. If people do actually buy and listen to it. So it actually does make me very nervous. So much so that I actually wrote a blog last night on this very thing, which is available in my website, shinolachlan.com, if you do want to read it. Narrating this book has been a personal goal for me because I suffer from dyslexia and have a speech language difficulty. This was my last attempt to try and improve my speech. At the time I was writing The Swords and Forgotten Mary's first draft, that was the goal I set. So I'm a bit nervous on the reviews. If they comment on my voice acting skills, that's completely fine because I 100% agree. But I have no idea what the reviews would be like. But it, like I said, it's a personal goal for me to do it. It was my last attempt to improve my speech as I practice listening to my voice through my YouTube channel. My confidence, my perception, my voice has changed in a positive way. So I, I don't have a negative perception as much of my voice. Still getting these negative reviews if I get them. It will hurt a tiny bit for sure. 
I'm nervous and excited and I achieved that goal and yeah I'm happy with my voice obviously I wish I can process and read text a lot more faster but yeah I'm happy as if you're listening to this and you wanted to read the stories of the Unforgotten Marys but actually don't want to read text it's now available on audio if you do want to buy so it's me narrating the story so you're well used to my voice acting skills at this stage so so yeah so that's done so it's Unforgotten Marys audiobook is out now woohoo now time to explain the chapter so we met Val now in chapter 2 when we found Val's letter I didn't know he was going to be a part of this story I thought it was just originally just going to give Val a tiny bit of a warning that he's entering somewhere dangerous obviously now I know where the story's going so so he is a part of it as you could tell he's in the story so now I'm looking forward to writing these next few chapters as as you probably get a slight better understanding about the game world that they're in and art just a slight bit more answers in maybe the next few chapters and then again just progressing fanless on that's really it um so anyway that's pretty much at the end of the chapter thank you so much for this is actually chapter 10 so thank you for listening to 10 chapters my voice the audiobook of my stories of unforgotten marys is out now and if you do want to find out with the blog that i mentioned how i feel blog about this audiobook it's down on my website that's sheenlachlan.com but yeah so thank you so much for listening to the story so far 10 chapters listen to my voice i hope you're enjoying the story and it's, it's still just building up stage so hopefully when we get to 20 or maybe even 30 chapters it'll start to pick up more and get more interesting but i hope you're joining us so far woohoo we're at chapter 10 so thank you so much for listening to the story and i hope you're enjoying it and i hope you have a good day too thank you for listening